Brad and Glenda Pius. Thank you so much for sewing into Morning Drive Bible. Without your commitment and support, this initiative couldn't come to fruition. Good morning from Jerusalem. My name is David Nekrutman. My name is Scott Kahn. And welcome to Morning Drive Bible. So David, so far you've struck out, you have three strikes, but I granted you a fourth strike in my beneficence in our last episode. I want to hear your fourth proof that the book of Esther was written with the Holy Spirit. So lay it on me. I'm ready for it. You are so gracious, Scott, for (laughs) allowing me to do this. But I want to say time out, time out. I'm in the batter's box right now. You're stepping out of the batter's box. I'm saying. stepping out of the box. You see, I don't know my baseball terms. Yeah, this, you got you to gotta bone up on the baseball a little I, bit, David. I do. It's been a long time since I was a fan of the Yankees in 1986. I'm a little older right now. Yeah, 45. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm stepping out of the batter's box. I want to introduce another verse, but I'm already anticipating your argument. And that's Esther chapter 9, verse 10. And the context of that is a war is happening. Because there was an edict to kill the Jews in one day, the king didn't rescind that order. Well, he couldn't rescind the order. The Book of Esther itself tells us that in ancient Persian law, when the king sends out an order, a law, signed with his own ring, that order cannot be rescinded. The most the king can do is send out a complementary or contradictory rule, which somehow works together with it. So his initial law was that people were allowed to kill the Jews. The best he could do was to send out another Another order saying that the Jews can arm themselves in defending themselves. And defend themselves, exactly. Right. Right. That's the context of this verse. That's the context of this verse. So chapter 9, verse 10 says that the Jewish people didn't take any plunder that was accessible to them. So you know what I'm going to say. You're about to say, or you would have said, that the Jews didn't take any plunder. This is the same thing we said earlier, that Esther found favor in all's eyes who saw her. Everybody All does not mean all. The same thing's true here, David. You want to say the Jews didn't take any plunder. They did not send their hands into the plunder. But once again, all doesn't have to mean all. It could mean in general. And you know I'm going to say that. I know you're going to say this, Scott. But the context of all those verses together, that verse, Esther chapter 9, verse 10, along with the other verses we talked about in previous podcasts, can be used as a definition of what the Holy Spirit functions as. So that's interesting. That's a different direction right now. You're, you're taking a break and talking about how do you define the Holy Spirit. Yes. Because I would have defined the Holy Spirit as teaching me about the mysteries of heaven or perhaps giving me prophecy about the future. And you're saying something different, aren't you? I'm about to say it. The definition of the Holy Spirit in this context is access to classified information. You mean I get to open up the files if I have the Holy Spirit and see information that I otherwise would not have received. Not information about heaven, but information that's here on earth, but that would be closed off to me. Correct. It's like getting an FBI file without all the black markers that you would find on the paper. Nothing redacted. Nothing redacted. Interesting. You're saying when the book of Esther says they did not send their hands into the plunder, no Jews took any plunder, that's not a mystery, that's not prophecy, but that is information that I would not have access to without the Holy Spirit. Correct. Now, again, let's make it clear. I'm not accepting this as a proof, but I'm working within your terms. Assuming this would be a form of the Holy Spirit speaking, this is what it means. It's giving me classified information rather than secret, mysterious information. Exactly. We're talking about the past or what's happening in real time, but nothing about the future. 
That's very different. I think a lot of people would assume that when we discuss Ruach HaKodesh, the Holy Spirit, we're trying to discuss a form of prophecy. And you're saying that's not necessarily the case in all situations. That when you're addressing the Holy Spirit, it's not always in the context of prophecy. It's also in the context of information you would normally not have access to. Wow. So we're broadening the concept of Ruach HaKodesh. David, finally, you're talking some sense. Good, good. Is that the only definition of the Holy Spirit? No, it's not the only definition of the Holy Spirit, but it is a concept that I want our listeners to marinate a little bit until tomorrow morning. That sounds good. And while they're marinating, they can also look at our website, MorningDriveBible.com, and go to our Facebook page and like it and follow it, Morning Drive Bible. I'm Scott Kahn. I'm David Nekretman, and blessings from Jerusalem.